what do the, what do the students think about you fighting? The reaction is kind of twofold. Some think it's super cool um, and think I'm a little bit scary. <laughs> And some of them think that I'm crazy, which probably isn't that far off either. So um, every once in a while, you'll have a little smart like student be like, well, I'm going to come fight you at your gym. And I'm like, come sign the waiver, buddy. And no one's ever done it. So. That's but, probably. I mean, I'm also incredibly goofy. So it's hard for me to maintain the intimidation factor very long with them. I pretty quickly will trip over something or say something goofy and everyone will just be like, oh, she's a goon. Yeah, and then it's over. <laughs> it's it's probably easy to get them to do things if they're scared of you, though. Uh, yeah, but you also want them to be comfortable when they're in the learning environment because they're scared of me. They're not learning as much. So, but like I said, I am a big klutz and I'm incredibly goofy. So I don't maintain the intimidation factor very long. My coaches like even tell me like like you know you're real scary standing there, but the minute you move or talk, it's over. And so. <laughs> That's just how it is for me, I guess. Just good as a teacher because I don't want them scared of me. But I have some of my students from the past to be like, yeah, there were times when, we, when you act like you're frustrated. We we're like, could she actually hit us? And I'm like, no, I can't. So you, uh, you, speaking of your fighting, you you fought three times in 2019. I'm sure you would have liked that to to kind of carry over to 2020. Yes. How has it been? Obviously, you probably don't like the inactivity. Um, I don't, but at the same time, it's not. 2019 was unusual for me um, because the year before that I fought in January and then not again. Um, one of the things that I've constantly had to battle is lack of opponents, not being able to find people to fight me. So um, 2018, I fought in January and we looked around for a year and couldn't find an opponent. So uh, 2019 was wonderful. Um, and I really was hoping to you know, maintain the momentum of fighting so many times but um unfortunately um we're, we're where we are which i mean at the same time it's fine it's time to hone my skills work on things that need to get work on worked on um and to be able to rest up and let some you know little things from training a lot heal um and that's been nice but i would much rather be preparing for a fight right now yeah it's going to be hard um especially in uh, the featherweight division to find opponents i find it's there's not a whole lot there um you know you think about 115 125 there's always opponents um what's it been like fighting at at 145 and uh how difficult it has been to find opponents i'm new to, I'm new to 145 um so my, I've only fought there once, actually, um, and I was supposed to fight uh, Jamie Driver at 145, um, but she couldn't. She got sick or something, and she couldn't make weight, so we, we agreed to bump it up. Um, but I've always had trouble finding opponents. There's just not there's not a lot out there. Um, so most of the time, I fought girls that a lot of them will fight up and down. So you'll see, like one of my teammates fights at 145, but she also fights at 140 at 35, and so. My problem is that I can't drop down to 135, so it's been difficult. It's and that's frustrating. Um, in that I'm watching my smaller opponents fighting almost every other month, and I'm, I mean, two. I mean, they fought. See them fight four or five times in a year is not unusual. Whereas I'm sitting here with my twiddling my thumbs, like, well, we're looking. Hopefully, I have one soon. <laughs> the uh, I think like on on the other spectrum, I guess it's probably good to. 
in a division like that, especially when you look at the UFC, which is shallow because there's not a whole lot of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had, you've obviously been pretty vocal about a potential fight with Megan Anderson, uh, which I, I love that fight. Um, there's, there's, no, there's no real competition in the UFC at 145. So uh, it kind of like opens up a door for you. Um, how do you feel about that? And, and what, what's, what is it about that fight that, that's exciting for you? Um, well, I mean, as far as the, the division itself goes, it's an exciting time to be a 145er because there are a lot of places that don't have a lot. But then the question yeah. becomes, like, does Dana White really intend to build the 145? I mean, like, yeah. um, it seems like the other two girls that they – the both opponents for both Felicia and for Megan, they haven't fought each other. And they and so I'm curious to see is do they have multi-fight contracts? Was this a one-time in and one-time out? Is he going to build it or is he just maintaining these – Megan and Felicia for a while. I mean, what's he going to do? And as far as Megan Anderson fight, I am a huge fan of hers. Like, I yeah. love her. I love watching her fight. I love watching her interviews and stuff online. Like, um, she's a great fighter, and she's she's awesome. And uh, it would just be an honor to fight with her, um, to get in the cage with her, also to fight in the UFC. Um, looking at the way that she fights, I felt like, you know, I'm not saying I could – it would be a good fight. I feel like, you know, we, we, we would match up well. Um, and I just want to get in the cage with her because I've always wanted to. I mean, I saw her at a, um, I accompanied one of my friends. She fought Invicta and Megan was there. And I was like, I saw her, I was like, I want to fight her. <laughs> Not because I don't like her, because I love her. Like, I love her, but I just really want to fight her. I, I guess to me that would that would be almost like saying, I've arrived, you know. Um, and at this point, no one else will fight me. So, what? I mean, what else am I going to do? Just start picking them off like hey you want to fight okay because that would be great yeah so i've been like kind of coming up trying to think of ideas of a way that you could build the 145 division and i think very similar to what they did with 125 where you bring in a bunch of girls put them on the ultimate fighter mm-hmm. everybody who weighs 145 just jump on is that something that you'd be open to like even maybe even like a an ultimate fighter or is that something you'd probably not given you know you've got school and all that stuff going on I mean, if they did it in the summertime, I'd play. I mean, I, I mean, my dream is to fight in the UFC. Um, they did it before, though. They've done the Ultimate Fighter at 145. But with, when they did it, they the, the girls that got put in yeah. were all women who could fight at 135 and 145. And they all dropped and down. Yeah. They all dropped. They all dropped down. And I, I mean, I don't blame them because there's not there still aren't fights at 145. And you had Cyborg up there, and that's a tall order. So. Um, I mean, I feel like right now the best way to do it is just to start bringing them in. You know, you got these these two ladies that are, that have fought Felicia and, and Megan. Um, bring in some girls to fight them and just build it up that build it up that way. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like at one point in time the best division I fought in Invicta for a while was was what was 145 because you had Cyborg and Spencer and Anderson and a bunch of other girls in there. Well, that division is pretty much gone. So I mean, like I'd like to see. Invicta maybe even do a that tournament and bring in seven or eight female fighters at 145 and let us rebuild the division there too. Um, right now the only 145 division that has any size to it at all is is Bellator, um, yeah. and so there's other places they need to do it. The fights are good. I mean, like 145ers are warriors, just like everyone else, and the fights that I've seen at that division are awesome. So why do you not want that? Yeah, I think the greatest. Uh, female fighter of all time is a 145er, Chris Cyborg. 
um, you know, despite what happened with Amanda, I have her ranked as number one uh, of all time. So I don't, I, you know, if that's the division, imagine if you just cut out the heavyweight division. Like it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I, I, I agree with you there. Um, speaking of 145ers, uh, Amanda Nunes and Felicia Spencer just got announced. W- what's your thought on that? And I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people have Amanda Nunes. Do you think there's a chance that Spencer could upset her? I mean, Spencer's ground game is very, very good. Um, and I know that Nunez is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, um, but they both are. Um, so I feel like um, we've seen Spencer withstand Cyborg. You know, I mean, she lost to her, but um, she, she took a lot of – she took the punishment. And if she can take the punishment from Cyborg, then I feel like she could – do I think she, she can she, – she will? Probably not. Um, but I feel like she could. If she can, you know, withstand the because men is going to come in there and press early and, and go and go at her. If she can handle that and create the space that she needs and get it on the ground, then I mean, I think she might be okay. And uh, and what about the main event this weekend? I've been dying to watch a fight for the past like three months, yeah. and uh, I think this is an amazing, amazing card they put together. What's your what's your prediction on the main event and your thoughts on both of those guys? Um, you know, I think, I don't know, like, this is one that it's got my, I'm, I'm really excited about it because I love watching, watching, um, Gagey fight. Like, I, I, I love him. Um, he's such a, he just goes hard. You can just hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him and, him and he, he never stops. So I think he's got that. I mean, I've watched him, I forget who it was, but he literally just broke the soul of one of his opponents one time because he just kept coming forward and the guy was licking him. He just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. Um, so I feel like, if he's able to do that, but I also think Ferguson is skilled enough that he, you know, that he could, that he could finish him. So, um, and he can avoid that situation, but I, I mean, I love both guys. I love watching both of them fight. And so yeah. for, I feel like this is a payoff for, you know, for three months with no MMA. So I'm super excited, but it's going to be a fight. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be a war. And I, I don't see this not being an absolute banger of a fight. Yeah. What's it? Uh, what you've you've ob- obviously all your pro fights have been with Valor. What's it been like to fight for for that organization? It's wonderful. Um, I, I love the people at Valor. Um, uh, they just the fights are well put on. Everything is very very organized. They take care of us. Um, and now we have the, the deal with the um, the Cotton Eye Joe in, um, in in Knoxville, where so most of our fights are there, and we have a place to fight every month. We put fights on the first the first Friday night of the month. And I love fighting there. Um, it's it's so it's small. So like I fought in the Coliseum and I fought at a baseball park for them, and those were neat. But like the the Joe is just so intimate and it's just super cool. Um, and so like I like the venues that we use and um, it's just been a really good experience. I have fought outside of um, or twice. I, my first fight and my third fight I think were um, were outside of it but so far nothing compares to the, my, the experience of valor they just do a great job what's it like competing because because they're in knoxville right their events are in knoxville mm-hmm. what's what's it like competing in front of your 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 home fans i guess your your family and friends oh it's it's amazing mean, it's, it's amazing um i grew up playing sports in, in like in high school and college and then um I, I will say I do love traveling away and, and fighting because there's not sometimes as much pressure on you 
to perform and look really, really good in front of your home. You want to, you want to win. You want to look good. Yeah. You know that if you mess up and you lose, everyone's going to see it. Um, but at the same time, it's when you, you can feel them screaming and hollering and you look up and, 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 and those people that you love are right there. Last time I fought, um, bunch of my teachers and principals from South Dole, my high school came and they watched and like you could hear them screaming and you can feel it in your chest and it's really easy to get hyped and fired up but also it can, it kind of can be calming as well um so it's I love it but like I said I love traveling too I love going to someone's home court and beating in front of people too that makes me very happy so either way. so if if the UFC were to call you and offer you a fight with Megan Anderson in anywhere in Australia is that something you'd, you'd be open to that to go to australia yes I love, I, I love to i love to travel um you know like i said i played basketball and track in college and i loved going to away games i like i like being the bad guy the one that comes yeah. in there and ruins everyone's day i mean like I, I i have no problem playing that role and i love to see new places and i've always wanted to go to australia so i'd take it or fight island i'm curious about this i want to go to fight island so that yeah, would be fun let me go there. I want to fight on the beach. I mean, honestly, I'll fight anywhere at this point. I just want to fight. I just want to play. No one needs to let me play. What's, uh, what was the transition like into MMA? Uh, you said you had a track and, and basketball background. What, what was it like picking up MMA, and, and what was the decision behind it? <laughs> there wasn't really a decision behind I mean, honestly, I, um, after college, I got hurt my senior year in college. Um, I was able to keep playing, but I was playing in a lot of pain, and so... Um, after I got done, they basically were like, look, you could have your shoulders messed up. You know, it's not surgery needed, needed, but it could be. So you need to kind of, you know, nothing for a while. Well, I took that nothing very seriously and gained a lot of weight. And so MMA became this, I gained 300, I was over 300 pounds and, um, I was trying to finally lose weight and I walked in, I did a get fit, like a get fit competition, kind of like the biggest loser thing they have on TV, but it was in Seymour where I live and I thought I was walking into a Tybo class, but it wasn't. <laughs> and when I tried to run away, they caught me and they drove me kicking and screaming. I mean, I, I was kicking and screaming. I, that's not me being, you know, whatever. It's literally kicking and screaming onto the mat. And um, it just kind of progressed from there. Uh, I am psychotically competitive. I mean, it's not healthy. I can't let my kids beat me at high ho Cheerio at home for games. My husband's like, you're cheating again. I can't lose. So um, <laughs> once once I got into the gym and started training at first, it was just losing weight. And then I kind of was taking classes and I was watching my teammates that were training with me three or four days a week and, and they were fighting. And I went to a couple of fights and I thought, I'm not doing this. And then one day I just kind of looked at my husband and I was like, what would happen if I got in there and did that? I mean, like, I wonder if I would do any good. And he was like, I knew this was coming. And so I told my coach, like, hey, like, I just want to fight one time. I just want to fight. And so they got me a fight in Harlan County, Kentucky. My first fight was actually not with Valor. And um, I got in the cage, and uh, the adrenaline rush is like none other. It was an amazing experience. And after the first fight, I was just hooked. And initially, it was just one of those, this is, a, I'm a teacher, I'm happy with where I'm at, I'm just going to keep doing this, and this is just kind of this fun thing I do on the side, and then this time went on, and I kept winning, and um, I kept losing weight, and as I was losing weight, a lot of the athletic ability that I had in high school and college that we that I thought were just gone forever started coming back, and then they were like, ooh, you can do this, and I was like, I kind of like doing this, and so kind of 
that's kind of how it happened to be honest a total accident so you're uh you're, you're nine and oh now your record says four and oh but you're five and oh as an amateur as well eight finishes so i think that's that kind of puts uh, an extra staple on on why the ufc or these bigger organizations should take a look um undefeated all finish pretty much all finishes um as a 145er uh it's it's not it's not common um is there is there a fight there that stands out where people who aren't familiar with your fights uh that you'd say you got to watch that one that kind of summarizes who i am as a fighter that's a hard one i feel like different fights have brought out uh different things about about my game that I like. Um, my first pro fight against Jen Morgan was she had not fought um, MMA before, but she was very good at She's a Muay Thai fighter. And so that one, I mean, I, I won because I basically took her down and dribbled her head on the mat for the entire fight. But, I mean, at that point, I didn't have a lot of confidence in my stand-up game, really. I mean, um, and... I had hurt myself and so that I couldn't, my right or my left hand was, was a little jinky, so I couldn't block. So we had to actually switch my feet. So that fight, I fought left-handed and, that, and I'm not left-handed. Um, so, but like, and I think going back and looking at it now on our feet, in my head, I remember the training was take her down, take her down, take her down, take her down. But going back and looking on my feet, I was I was doing just fine, um, and so for me that was good to go look look back at that one and see it. Um, it gave me a lot of confidence in my stand up game, um, even if I mean, and also in just being able to take someone down. I worked wrestling hard before that fight, um, and um, that was important also because it went the distance, and I had never gone past the second round before, um, and so a lot of me didn't know. I mean, I'm not young if you know, my body would go three rounds. And at the, that third round, I thought, my head thought, you are tired. But when I got in there, my body said, I got this. And I felt great. Uh, you know, I was in control. Um, so that's why it was, was, um, was important. Like, and that, that was a big moment for me. It was also my first professional fight. So that was a big moment for me. Um, and then I guess the last one, even though it was short, um, that one was one where, you know, generally when I've gotten in there, my coach has just kind of been like, we have this game plan, we're going to do this one thing, and this is what I've done every single fight, and then I just kind of go. You know, I've got things I've prepared for, but a lot of it's just reaction, and, and, and that one was one where we really wanted not a striking finish. We wanted um, we wanted a submission, honestly, because there was a submission of the Knight Award, and the winner got a gi, a War Tribe gi, and I really wanted that gi. Um, I was like, that's mine, so... And in that fight, you know, I hit her and I dropped her. And I remember being like the control of being able to say, the clear the head, okay, no, no, I can't, I can't hit her again. You know what I mean? Like, and taking her down and getting that, uh, that triangle. Uh, that was one where you straight up see, you know, the coaching and the drilling it and practice over and over and over again. Cause we've been working on hitting different submissions from side, from, from side control. And so that was one that means a lot also, because simply I got the triangle. And I was able to control the situation enough to be like, okay, I'm not going to keep punching you in the face, but I want to, because that's fun. Um, so that one's another one. But I mean, they've all, it's kind of, I'm young enough in my career that every fight that I have, there's something more about me that, you know, that, that I'm learning. It's, it's a lesson. It's a lesson learned. It's a thing that, that I have to push through. And so 
they've all been learning experiences and they've all taught me a lot about me as a fighter and as a person. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple more questions. One okay. last MMA one and then one non-MMA one. Okay. Um, if you were to get a call, how, how quickly and when were you looking to get back in there? I've, I've like, if you're going to ask me to fight someone like Megan Anderson, I would, I would want, you know, the, I mean, I'll do it as fast as I can, but like, you know, between six, six, six weeks or so, maybe faster if I need to. I mean, like it's at that point, I just want, just let me in. I'll do what I got to do to get there. Um, so we're, uh, we stay ready in my gym. So we're constantly training. I'm, I'm constantly in some form of a fight camp. So, um, but I mean, like six weeks gives you time to work on game plan and everything else too. So that would be nice. Okay. And then outside of MMA and outside of school, what sorts of things are you doing to occupy your mind? Any movies, any TV shows, anything you're doing to just kind of distract yourself of the kids that are running around? I mean, yeah, I like to read and I have read 18 novels since this started. Like, I've never read that. I haven't read that many in my life. <laughs> well, I mean, I get because with TV, it's hard because the stuff that I like to watch, I don't want my kids to watch as much, and they like to watch TV, so it's kind of, they have TV, and my husband's got a TV, and I just kind of will go grab my little book, and we have a, our, our backyard is amazing, a horse field behind us, and it's very breezy and nice, and so I just go out there with a the book and snuggle up and just and read my husband says that and it's also really really good for me as in like i when i'm reading a book there could be a nuclear explosion outside my house i'm not gonna hear it like i am totally in the book so that for me is a complete escape and i, I just go in my little book and i read i like right now i'm doing a percy jackson the percy jackson series um i read the first series and then now i've got the gods of olympus um I'm almost done with it though. Then I have to find something else to read. I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. <laughs> All right, great. I think most most UFC fighters tend to game, so it's kind of nice to hear that, <laughs> that someone reads books and actually, you know, learns things rather than playing Fortnite. Yeah. Terrible at games though. Like my husband likes to play video games, and my boys do, and they got me to play Halo, and I ended up in a corner in the game, like jumping up against the wall. And at the time, my five-year-old kid pistoled me to death. And I was like, this is not for me. So it's not that I don't want to. I'm really bad at it. I do enjoy playing like old-school Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong Country, Mario Kart. I'll play those, but I prefer to read. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, hopefully you get a big fight. Hopefully Megan Anderson. If not, something in the UFC. Um, yeah. All the best, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to watching your next fight. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. No problem. All the best. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.